Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, September 19th, where we saw losses for the major indexes, but a pretty clutch close for the NASDAQ, which we will talk about. Yeah, clutch close. Obviously, still the trend is a little weak. Uh, Fed meeting come, decision coming up. I want to take a look at a few stocks. I want to take a look at Elf, Duolingo, and Uber. Let's do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq today down about two tenths of a percent. Same for the S&P 500. The Dow off three tenths of a percent today. The Russell 2000 taking the hardest hit down almost four tenths of a percent today. So the Nasdaq here closing off lows. Not a bullish day, but off lows. We'll, we'll take it. And the clutch part is where we closed in relation to that follow through day low ed, which we've been tracking very closely. Yeah, and it closed just one point above the low of that follow through day. So it's not like, wow, a convincing support level. Right. Uh, if you, you know, we've done, you know, Eric Kroll, who has been a guest of uh, on IBD Live and other shows, uh, he's done research showing that if you close below the low of the follow through day, it's a highly bearish sign that the rally will ultimately fail. So today, uh, one point above the S&P, a little more room, but also had tested intraday, but didn't close below it. So we'll have to, again, the Fed meeting is coming up. Uh, you could see a lot of things happening there. Very delicate level. Mm -hmm. uh, so bulls are still fighting, you know, they're, right. they're still fighting, but it's a little bit like an animal trapped in a corner. Yeah, it's a fierce animal. You got to watch out, but it's still, a, it's still an injured. I mean, it's still not like, it's still not healthy. And so uh, it's a very difficult time for the market right now. Yeah, I guess it, it always depends on how you look at it. Hanging by a thread, clutch, you know, the bulls still fighting. We'll have to see what tomorrow brings because we could potentially see some market moving headlines, Ed. What do you think? I think so. With the Federal Reserve meeting coming out, look, the Fed's not going to move rates tomorrow. The question is, uh, what will they say about rates going forward? And mm -hmm. they'll probably say something a little bit vague. And it's really the market's interpretation of that, honestly. Uh, and you could see some big swings up and down um, intraday. Uh, it, it's just something something to be watching for. And also, I think on the upside, let's say we get, to, get a strong day. There's a lot of resistance levels. Like you can just see on the S&P or the NASDAQ, it's like there's the 50-day line. There's the highs from a week ago. There's maybe that trend line which sort of coincides, coincides there. You've got all these levels. There's lots of levels you could see. And so at each place, the market may blow through it, may hit resistance, may hit resistance and fall back. So if we do get a positive things, you'll want to be very incremental. And that's, that's if things go well. Mm -hmm. Let's now take a look at the Dow. So closing off its lows too, but still stuck below the 50-day line. So that's the level for blue chips. We can also draw a trend line there as well. And the Russell, talking about hanging by a thread, seems like this one. Or, or are there no threads left to hang on here, Ed? Yeah, it's uh, not looking so good here. Uh, there's, this is part of it. It's like the major indexes don't look good. And that's the good news. I mean, the bad news is that everything else looks worse for the most part. So uh, still seeing really weak breath. The, the Russell is one way of looking at it, but there's lots of ways of looking at it, and they all don't look good. Uh, yeah, the Russell, the RSP, which is the equal weight S&P 500 ETF, did close off lows, but it did close below the 200-day line for the first time in quite a while. So again, just showing how there's been weakness beyond a handful of leading stocks, which themselves are starting to you know, are having trouble. Right. And we know that September historically is a weak period. We've got a couple 
weeks left of September. So I guess come October, you know, hindsight's always 2020, right? Oh, it was just a seasonally weak period. Or is this, you know, we're getting warning sign after warning sign. Are we eventually, you know, going to cry uncle here and really roll over? Yeah, that's exactly. Those are the kind of things that we don't know. It'll be hindsight. And so you don't try to guess what the market is going to do. Maybe we break forward. If we were bound from here, everybody say, look at this. It's an obvious double bottom type base. Here it is. Testing support. Ha, chased out all those weak holders. So it's it, just have to wait and see what the market actually does. Yeah. Take things day by day. And let's take a look at the 10-year yield. So if it's a pretty much known what we're going to hear hear the Fed say, at least in terms of the rate decision tomorrow. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with the yield, Zed? Because uh, yeah. we hit, hit closing at a high here. Yeah, that's a new 15, almost 16-year high for the 10-year yield. It was a 17-year high for the two-year yield. Uh, it was actually somewhat impressive that the major indexes, stock market you know, indexes, were able to rebound off lows, given what yields end up doing. Uh I mean, yields could do a lot of things. I mean, this is one of those things that, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't want to try to guess because you could see it's one of those things that it'll be a glass half full kind of thing the Fed is probably going to say. So mm. if the market wants to take it one way, they can. If the market wants to take it the other way, they can. Yeah. Okay, now let's take a look at some sector action. Here's a look at XLE reversing lower today and with an outsized loss, Ed. Still, we are seeing XLE above that 21-day line. Yeah, crude oil was up very nice today and actually closed slightly lower, just basically like, you know, like even this this showing a little bit up, but it was down on crude oil. Uh, I mean, that's just been so strong. So, I mean, we'll we'll see here. Actually, it, it did seem like the fall in oil prices somewhat coincided with the rebound in the major indexes. Uh, hmm. So I don't know if there was really a link or, if you know, but... Uh, that's an interesting thing to see. It is trending higher, though. This has been the one sector that's really been doing well in the last several weeks. Yeah. So we've got that 21-day line, this 90 level here for XLE, and a trend line on these bottoms. So we'll have to see if that can be a support level. We also want to take a look at IYT. This is the transportation group also hanging by a thread here, closing off lows, but intraday undercutting the lows of this base. And it had already round tripped this breakout from earlier in the year. Yeah. So not looking great. Again, it's nice to see this fight, but it's like a little intraday fight and you can see the trend. It keeps on losing most of the battles. So uh, not, not good here. And, and that's what we see with a lot of sectors. Okay, next on the list, let's take a look at XLI. This is the industrial sector. It looks pretty much the same here, Ed. Pretty much the same. It's just showing some of these sectors that were looking pretty strong, not so much, and really needs to find support here. And it's, you know, it's not just the major indexes. Wherever you go, you see a lot of weakness. Uh, and so that's just something investors have to be aware of. All right, well, now let's take a look at a character change for what has been one of the most beautiful stocks over the past year, Ed. I'm going to the weekly chart here of Elf Beauty, which had that lovely breakout last August in 2022. But this week looks like a pretty big blemish on the chart. Yeah, and that loss, you know, that you know, after it already coming after another loss. So I think this was the eighth straight day. So you're seeing a lot of losses in there. So it was one thing to take the damage up till last week. It's like, okay, it's coming to the 50-day line. Okay, the volume isn't that bad. 
Um, but now really hammering here. Uh, this is one of the last really strong consumer stocks. Look, its numbers have been phenomenal. Okay, absolutely great and blowing out results, raising guidance. Everything looks great. Uh, it's just at some point it's like maybe this is going to take a more extended break. You don't know. I think that uh, for investors who have a big long-term gain, you know, probably want to take some partial profits. Again, if you really believe in it, there's always you may have to sit through a correction and do that, but you know you that you might have it. a significant year. Yeah. So what? I'm sorry. I was going to say, you, if, if you're going to sit through a correction and a new base, you want to be up pretty significantly on your position. Yeah, you do. And some people would be, but it's just like, and then there's always a question, how long do you want to wait? Because you don't know that it's going to base well. This one might drift down for several months, you know, so yeah. it's always a judgment call. If, if every time a big winner would base and then go up again, well, then the question is, well, why not just stay? Because sometimes they don't. Uh, but look, there's a lot of reasons to like this stock up for all this year, but this heavy selling today in particular, uh, that was that seemed to be, you know, sort of like a, a game, a game changer. It seems to be changing it, no longer finding support at the 50-day line, and, and uh, so this one may need some real rest after really having great runs so far. Right, a, a pretty major sell signal here, and I caught a piece of this move. I got in on the May earnings gap. And on 8.17 that day, that's I consider that the character change. Mm -hmm. And that spooked me out. Uh, and then I was having a little bit of FOMO the following couple of weeks. But I, but now I'm glad I'm out, Ed. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes... If you see those sell signals, you know, it's, it's better to follow the right sell signal, you know, even if it's not the highest price to get out. Yeah, that's a great thing. That, yeah, that was a good sell time. And yeah, you're right. Often, often you'll see things like this and happen. And the question is not isn't to sell to get the best possible gains to sell to be the, you know, try to help you in the long run, you know, get the odds in your favor. Yeah, to preserve, preserve those profits if you can. All right. Well, next on the list, let's take a look at Duolingo. Muy bien. It's down on the day but it did hold up pretty well after a strong move to kick off the week right around a double bottom buy point. Yeah. And we've had a couple of big volume days. Now, Fridays was probably because of, you know, option expiration, yeah. but Monday's gain, that was a real volume day. And there's been more blue spikes just in general. So that's positive. So even when you did go up this double, you know, sort of straight off the bottom, I mean, it wasn't vertical, but it was pretty close. And that's what double bottoms do. I mean, uh, that was pretty good. It's holding in the buy zone still. Uh, the only thing is that the market being shaky, do you want to buy a traditional buy point? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. where is it over the 50-day uh, line? So it's it's on over the edge 10%. there. Like, Yeah. So, do, I mean, do you want to be buying things, uh, you know, that's run up this much with a big decision with the market on, you know, it wouldn't take much for the market to go from under pressure to, to correction. So right. the odds are just a little bit down. But at the same time, you definitely want to be watching this stock at the very least because it's showing strong growth. It's starting to shift towards profitability, uh, showing power in a very weak market. Yes, a good time to freshen up those watch lists. And this is our stock of the day today. So definitely make sure you check out that article from our very own Harrison Miller, which includes a video clip from this morning's IBD Live episode analyzing Duolingo's chart. And now let's take a look at Uber. 
seeing an RS line blue dot on the weekly as well as some nice tight action here. Let's take a closer look on the daily chart, Ed. Uh, nice price gain today. Yeah, that was nice. And the volume was decent. I mean, it was below average, but definitely improving from the prior days. Uh, you know, it's got this nice cup with handle, finding support around the 50-day, 10-week line. RS line is, you know, at a high on a weekly chart, basically there on a daily. Uh, so, um, you know, there's been nice, the, the revenue growth is slowing because of tougher comparisons, but it just had its first operating profit in, in June. And, you know, in the prior couple quarters before that, it had some, but because of investments. So it seems to be turning a corner on that front. So this one has done very well, nice orderly base. Uh, here. So if this one gets some, if this market is in good shape, there's a good chance we'll be breaking about the handle or even just breaking the downtrend of the handle. Uh, definitely one you want to be watching. It, you know, it's, uh, but I think you just want to wait for that little bit of power in, 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 in Uber and in the market. Yeah. And another potentially encouraging technical sign here, Ed, I'm looking at the exact week on the 18 month line that this solid line shows us in MarketSmith, which is a good indicator of relevant overhead, which is it is now above. So another potential indicator for blue skies ahead for Uber if this momentum can continue. Yeah, that's a really good point because there's been a lot of stocks that had those all those sell-offs in 2022 and now a lot of them are finally getting above that. Uh, it's because there was probably a lot of people who were disappointed with Uber when it tumbled from 2021, 2022, but a lot of those people are probably out or, or finally happy again with, with how this stock is acting. Yes. All right. Well, that is it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just a reminder that right now it is free access week for MarketSmith. So make sure to check that out. And we talk about MarketSmith charts on IBD Live, so you should check that out too. Investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We'll see you tomorrow morning on the show, and we'll also see you right back here at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.